This is the Two Guys Being Dudes podcast with your host, Jared Camden and Jason Adams. Two average guys just being dudes. From MMA to golf, from Big Brother to Fargo, from Fireball to Pappy, they talk it all. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Episode 8, a beautiful Saturday morning, afternoon, call it whatever you want. We are here to talk about our man, our our favorite Ohio State running back, maybe Zeke. Jason, what, what's your what are you coming out with on the Zeke decision? Well, second favorite running back for me, right? I'm always going to be an Eddie I didn't, George oh, guy. Well, I didn't say he was our. I said one of our favorites. Okay, I thought you said our first. Check the favorite. tape, Craig. Check <laughs> the tape, Craig. So this is what kind of gets me on this whole deal, right? I thought he was found innocent by the Columbus PD and the DA. I think that the school at the time found 3000 text messages from the girl that supposedly had accused him of all these things. And I'm not defending the act if there was, but it's just slightly confusing that legally there were all the charges were dropped, but in the eyes of Mr. Goodell, and the NFL decides that it's a six-game suspension. And I know you probably have some great thoughts on this, so I'm kind of curious to hear this. Thought number one, fuck you, Roger Goodell. <laughs> what? Are you are, what, he was no crime, like in the sense that he was not proven guilty of anything, correct? That's what I remember. Okay, so domestic violence case where pretty much everything came out that this girl's fabricating what's going on. I mean, almost everything that, that we saw in public was that she fabricated Number two, he showed a girl's boob at, like, what, Mardi Gras? Or, like, at, in New Orleans on St. Patrick's Day? Hey, word to the wise, it's New Orleans. Boobs get shown. Like, people show – New Orleans is a whole different galaxy. So, hey, to me, that's worth half a game, okay? And it's, I'm not saying what he did was right. I'm just saying that seems pretty crazy as that's something they're aiming at. Number three, he knocked a DJ out. I'm giving him his half back. I wish all DJs got knocked out. I'm not a big fan of DJs. You're, if you actually play records, like we saw our girl when we went to dinner in Chicago and she was using records, right. you're a DJ. Absolutely. If you push buttons, you're something completely different. Fuck you, Roger Goodell. This is bullshit. I did some research, and I am actually looking at the list of 26 players that got suspended this year. It counts for 128 games, which six of those are Zeke's. The lost salaries this year is six and a half million dollars. So one third of all the lost salary is Zeke. It's it's terrible. And the infraction they're saying is domestic violence. What then let's get Zeke in jail. Let let's see him do some like why isn't this being where's this at in court? I don't understand. Yeah, I'm not a, a huge fan of trying to defend actions when it comes to domestic violence right so if there's i'm not either but where where is it right so that's that's my issue because there was a clear evidence that showed that she was threatening him with this very deal if he didn't continue to stay in a relationship with her now zeke as we all know was probably in more beds than he was in end zones uh and so he's has a reputation of getting around but you have to be wiser than that what I don't like of this whole deal is the fact that the NFL is putting standards in place where the innocent are proven guilty without any evidence. Uh, and I think this sets a horrible precedent because what you'll see is the same deal backlash that Tom Brady uh, has spurned with the fire Goodell movement. I think you'll see this at the Zeke movement. And I think they picked an owner now that's probably going to be as aggressive as any owner is at defending this player, both from a cost standpoint, Jerry Jones is not going to take any of this. If there's not hardcore evidence, because what, from what I've seen now is that Zeke has already got an entire case built up. He's going to uh, contest this entire deal and not just try to negotiate a one or two game deal, but try to get this whole thing thrown out. So let's give me this. What's your over-under total game suspended for Zeke for this season when this is all resolved? Uh, I think you would, if it was me, I would set the line at two and a half. I think Zeke ends up getting suspended for three games. Yeah. Um, my, my question is, can these be exhibition? No. Because that would be really good for the Cowboys. Um, 
By the way, as a New England Patriots fan, yes, I'm a New England Patriots fan. Um, Welcome to the real world, NFL. Hey, hey, Dallas Cowboys, welcome on the train. Fuck Roger Goodell. Like, this is such bullshit. Like, six arbitrary, like, there's no no math gets this being six games at all. And I think the greatest travesty of all this, if you ask me, is the fact that the greatest quarterback of my generation just recently re-signed and is back with the Miami Dolphins. So this is getting, I think this is a distraction method by the league to cover up the fact that Smoking Jay Cutler's back in uniform. I don't even, that was the longest reach of all time. <laughs> Goodell should automatically suspend Cutler right now, I guess, for, or for uh, two games for that reach. Hey, being a Bears fan, we don't have anybody worth suspending so I'm kind of all for Goodell. I think he should go after the most talented players in the league and knock them all out because then my Bears might actually have a winning record at some point. I, by the way, I missed all preseason. How'd Mitchell look? Uh, not good. Uh, <laughs> so, so I think uh, the Bears' uh, likelihood of having a successful winning record this year is going to be based completely on the back of the defense, uh, and so I don't see that happening. Hell no. Zero no. percent chance. No. So what, what, where do you come out on Zeke? How many games do you think he's going to get? Yeah, I think you said the line right. Two and a half is a, a, a – I think that with the amount of money Jones throws at it, with the amount of publicity that's out there, I see him getting three. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he got two. Uh, there's no way in my book that he serves four. Um, because – I, I, you know, the deal is if they can prove if this is what's bad for Zeke, if they come out and say, listen, we have real evidence, right? God forbid there's real evidence that shows him actually punching her or doing something like that. Then fuck Zeke. I mean, get him out of the league in my book, but I completely agree. I don't see that happening at all. Uh, and if it does happen, boy, is that going to throw the, uh, the direct spotlight on the Columbus PD and then back at Ohio state for saying, how did this get covered up? Um, but no, I, I think in the end of the day, what we're going to see is a lot of hubbub. You know, it was kind of interesting. Chris Carter came out. Was it week in advance before the NFL came out and said, listen, from all the evidence he's seen and the rumblings he heard, he figured Zeke was going to be suspended for multiple games. So to me, that leads me to believe that there has to be something whether it's just, and I hate using the term domestic violence. Maybe it's just there's something out there that was so grievously uh, disrespectful to women, but not domestic violence, that they need to make him pay for it to say that's not becoming an NFL player. If you're going to go out and beat up somebody and put them in a coma for the rest of their life, we don't want you to call a woman a bitch. Man, I'm confused by this whole thing. Uh, it's, it is. It, it, once again, I just come back to this we're this country now is like guilty guilty like they automatically like that dude is guilty like not saying dude i'm just saying any crime there's like no process like you were just guilty in the eyes of the public and i'm like hey do i think zeke is making correct decisions no i'm just like hey let's see what we're talking about here show the public don't we're not why should we just trust the nfl when there's nothing happening in the actual court system if it was happening in the court system i'd be like hey like you were saying, get him out the league. I don't care. Right. I, I love Zeke. Like Zeke's hard. Like I consider him one of our guys. You know. But if he's doing stuff like that, it, you're just out. Go, go get yourself mentally checked and get yourself fixed. But I, I just, without the evidence, it's just gonna keep coming back to one thing: fire Goodell. I'm proudly wearing the hat today, and uh, I'll wear this hat for the rest of my life because I really hate Roger Goodell. Well, let's. I just do hope. have to tell you. Let's just I just hope two that funny there's things. nothing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Two funny things of all the guys that got suspended. First off, do you think Adam Pacman Jones is suspended at all this year? I don't know how he wouldn't be. Yeah, he's on the list. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's losing $400,000 for off-the-field conduct obstructing justice. So congratulations, Adam Pacman Jones, carrying that name very well. Is he a Bengals um, still? Oh, yeah, he'll never. Okay. They're going to put a statue of him up. All right. Um, our boy Troy Hill, I don't know, plays for Los Angeles. Uh, he lost $700,000 off-field league issues, and in parentheses, DUI. Well, at least he didn't get the DUI on-field, yeah, right? I was like, that, that, 
that's let that guy go. So it's seven hundred thousand dollars for a DUI in the NFL. Well, that, no, that's his game salary. Uh, one game suspension. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And uh, TJ McDonald, he lost three hundred and sixty five thousand dollars for a quote off field incident. Thank you, NFL. We get that it wasn't on field. Like This is so dumb. Everybody else is substance abuse or PEDs, which one and the same in a weird way could be. And then one guy's undisclosed. Really? Oh, oh. Not How much was the fine? So, like a, a full game? It's not a, it's not a fine. It's his lost game. So the undisclosed guy, it says not. They won't tell us how much he lost. Huh. Wow. But they tell you who it is. It's just undisclosed what he did. By the way, Jalen Marshall busted for PEDs. Uh-oh. Woo-woo. So what else is going in your world today? Let's talk about something uh, happier. Okay, this is so happy. Do you really think that North Korea has got these nukes ready to go? Uh, no, I don't. I think this is like, okay, conspiracy. Jared wants to jump in on the conversation. This seems kind of like wackamini that all of a sudden, like their nuke program is just growing by the week. Like all of a sudden, they're like it can get to Guam, and if the weather's good, I mean, it could really travel. It's like, wasn't it just a few weeks ago we were like laughing at them because they couldn't do anything right? They couldn't even get off the ground. Yeah, I, uh, I've just been curious at the, the timing of all this, right? So I think every. Uh, great American presidents had a great American enemy. Uh, and since we don't want Putin to be our enemy, uh, or at least it doesn't appear that Trump wants Putin to be our enemy, we might as well pick North Korea. Uh, the guy who, if you remember, did shoot an 18 on a regulatory 72 par course. Cause this that guy was his is, dad. No, it was him too, right? Nope. Oh, uh, no, it was his Kim dad. Jong Un? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize that. So I, I think the fact that they have a nuclear weapon, probably doubtful. I mean, if you go look at their society, they have nothing, right? It's not like you can just create these things out of like dirt and sticks. Uh, so I, I don't know their military marches and stuff. It, it looks like some of their weapons that they had, some of their tanks and that kind of stuff were like the early 60s equipment. So the fact that they put a nuclear program together within the last two weeks that can have a, a missile make it over to us, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the under on that. I think they're covering up something with the mooch, man. I like they're like there's so much going. Like we got to get the nukes going. The nukes are the only thing that can t- steal the spotlight from our man Mooch, who's back on Twitter by the way, and just going at it on Twitter. The mooch is just he doesn't even hit very often, but when he does hit, it's a nice punch. So, but no, this nuke thing seems very like when we let's just say we bomb them, we take them out. We don't lose nukes or something, but we you know we get North Korea taken over. Are they going to send in the same people that look for the weapons of mass destruction to look for these nukes? Because that'd be a bad look for that agency to be over too. Because they're not going to find nuclear capabilities there, I don't think. What was I don't think quote? they have it. Was it fire and fury? Like no one's yeah, ever seen or something like that? <laughs> like, dude, well, they saw it. Wasn't they saw that it a, twice. But I thought that was a Winston Churchill quote. Oh, well, come on, man. We use all everybody's quotes. So That's fire fine. and fury. So are, do you think we're actually going to attack North Korea? Uh, do I have to bet on that? Yeah, what's the line on that? I, I think it'd be the favorite. Yeah. Over, yeah, like I definitely. In the, in the next, what, 18 months? Ooh, no. I think it's just fear tactics, like, is what North Korea is. So, like, uh, it's kind of like NBA, like how the NBA won't put a team in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Like, they even came out this week, like, hey, we're thinking about making a new team and putting it in Mexico City. So it's like, hey, as long as there's Seattle always looming, then all the other owners are like, well, we can act like we're going to move to Seattle and we get our new like arena. Right. So now it's like, well, you know, this country could be getting nukes. So we need to like kind of start getting our stuff together. So I think it, I, I don't I just this seems so weird just to come out of nowhere like they are fucking ready. And it's like, what? Like, how? What are you talking about? They cannot be ready. Yeah. Increased military spending is always good for the economy. So. I guess if, if it's just increasing the military spending so we can more modernize our, our new army that is going to be transgender-free, I think that uh, makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, we should uh, go ahead and keep doing that, spurring the economy on. And then it, it, this just feels like it's a bad South Park movie to me. Uh, yeah. and, and I guess it just seems 
every day that goes by more and more the world seems like this to me the combination of all the factors that we have in life when you look at uh, the extreme right and the extreme left and we see all this stuff going on I just chuckle it's so fun to kind of sit on the sideline now and you know and I hate to say that I don't have a dog in the race because I kind of do but I kind of don't care now so it's to see people arguing over the proper pronouns versus while we have a madman that has nuclear weapons and we have a game show host that is our fearless leader, you can't get better uh, drama. You can't get better fiction in a bookstore today. You could, I, I couldn't come up with these storylines. They're so great. You introduce a character like the Mooch who has 10 days of office. Within two weeks, we have a program that can't lob a rocket into the ocean and now they're capable of destroying the world and we're going to bring fire and brimstone. Oh my God. I love this, but man, I can't believe this is real life. Sometimes I'm just expecting to wake up and say, Hey, this whole podcast thing was during that dream part. Like apparently we just did all the wrong drugs for like two weeks. And this is what we both parallel had the same dream. It's, it's wild. By the way, you said that Donald Trump was a game show host. Wrong reality star, bro. Well, come it, on now. Did he they give out prizes? Star. Did they give out prizes? It's a reality show. Did they give out a prize at the end? You got a yeah, job, but he right? Wasn't, first off, he wasn't the host of the show. He was like he wasn't even in a lot of the segments. No, so you but, said he was a game show host. He's not the host of the show. He's Donald fucking Trump, dude. I I would I would argue that reality star slash game show host is uh, an appropriate title for our our president. Donnie Reality Star doesn't take stuff like that, man. You're going to see some fire and brimstone in your taxes this year, so you just watch out. Probably not. <laughs> if I continue uh, not how- to work and have any employment, that that avoids the entire conversation. Asshole. Um, <laughs> how many games would Roger Goodell font or uh, suspend Kim Un June or whatever? Not for anything else he's done, but for the the nuclear bombs. How many games is he getting? Probably one. Yeah, I think two. it was off field, I, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, yeah. Hey, it's it's unproven, so we got to go ahead and say it's two games for sure. Now they probably give him three and then negotiate it down to one plus half of a preseason game. Well, it depends, I guess, if it's an off field incident. Right, right. When yeah, you're in North Korea, do you think they could support a team in North Korea? <laughs> oh, I'd love for them to be a North Korea team. That would be my, I, you know what? I've been a diehard New England Patriots fan for my, all my life. It would be tough, but I probably would become a fan of the like North Korea. The North Korea ooms. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm not even going to. No, I think they would just be North Korea. I, you, you know, I've been a big fan of this forever. I think a team should just be known by their name. Right. Like, the, like I, when the Brooklyn, when the New Jersey Nets were changed to the Brooklyn Nets. Right. I think they've just been called Brooklyn. Right. Brooklyn. So, yeah. So North Korea would just be North Korea. Like our mascots really that useful at the professional level, right? Oh, don't get me started. (laughs) Don't get, you don't want to go down this road. No, no. We have too much stuff to cover today. I I know your thoughts on this and that's coming soon. Jared's thoughts on mascots. Yeah. Yeah. we, We probably need to save the listeners some time and get them prepped and warned so they can go out and get, some beverages and sit back and relax for that take. I've thrown beers at two different mascots, by the way, and it was only thrown out of one of the games. Uh, sometimes a mascot needs to have something thrown at him. This one did actually didn't do anything wrong. I just was young and dumb. So <laughs> go jackets. Um, all right. It's that time of the show. Jason, the dudes draft, the dudes we've draft. Got, we've got a controversial dudes draft this week. Um, this came to me this week while I was watching Goddamn Wheel of Fortune. I just keep running into it, man. I, and once it's on, these people are so stupid, I have to watch it. Just really, it drives me nuts. But I started thinking about The Price is Right and how many games they have. It's only right, Jason, that we draft the best Price is Right games. I, I think uh, when you came up with this idea... The first thing that hit me was that there's two that we're going to have to argue to take first is just my feeling, right? Immediately, two of them, two of these particular games come to mind. But I think I started thinking about it. We need to set some ground rules here so we're on the same page because we're talking the entire entity of the show. So does that mean that 
a game could be when they're down in the very beginning as the contestants try to get on stage? Are we considering that a game? Are we considering spinning the wheel a game and like the showcases at the end? What's your thoughts on this? See, I have a lot. I, I don't know. I'm very confused. We're going to have to start using names to explain things. Because okay. to me, the, there's a game that's played in the crowd. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's things that happen in the prices, right? That are more than just what's going on on the stage Sure. as well. So are we saying if this is gloves off, anything goes, if you pull something out and it's respected, it's just respected. Like this is a no, no holds barred. The price is right. The dude's draft. Yeah. I think it's uh, it's for the sake of the draft you can put your argument up and let the people decide, right? If you say, hey, this is... Because there's some that are pretty easy to get away with, I think, in this conversation. Some of them, to me, of the things that we kind of talked about earlier there, I just, you know, they, they don't seem to have a ton of value to me. So maybe what I see as being a game and, and saying has value to this draft, you might be completely off base, but we'll let the people decide. So you're, let's just be honest. This is going to be a very top-heavy draft. Uh, yeah, you, but surprisingly, cause I had to go do research. Cause honestly, I haven't watched the prices right in a few years. And I have to tell you, after watching some clips and stuff, Drew Carey's pretty good host. I mean, I was in a Bob you, Barker how, guy. Oh, whoa. What? <laughs> Did you just say he's a good host? I said he's a good host. I was surprised cause. Oh, he's trash. He's oh. the worst. I, I mean, I've literally watched like 11 clips. Oh, don't. Oh, no. Some one time a guy got on stage and was like, I'm from Ohio too, Drew. Oh, and he was like, let's see what's the next car. I was like, or like, you can't miss that Drew Carey. That's strike one. Drew Carey. First off, some guys come to us in a certain form. Like Drew Carey was a fat guy from Cleveland. Right. Now he's a skinny guy in L.A. Eh, Midwest is not playing with that shit. Get off the television until you get fat again, Drew Carey. And. You cannot replace Bob Barker. I have said this forever. The day Bob Barker walked off that set, they should have shut the damn lights off, made that a museum, and said, like, hey, you can come visit and play the games, but it's not going to be a show on TV anymore. You retire, The Price is Right, with Bob Barker. Rest in peace. Actually, you're still alive. Love you, Bob Barker. All right. That'd be a good net worth one, by the way, Bob Barker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good call. I'd have zero clue on that. That's going to be a fun guess. Uh, so at this point, so at this point, I don't know who has honors. I do for sure. You picked, uh, big boy first in the draft. Okay. All right. Yep. You're good call. All right. So your number one game from price is right. Okay. Uh, this is just going on when it comes on the crowd goes bananas. What do you talk about it? Everybody talks about it. There's a drinking game that's based on it. Um, it's actually a lot of fun to play. My number one pick, and I think the number one game ever to be on television in the history of time, Plinko. Yep. Yep. I, I had built my list specifically thinking that I didn't have the first pick. Uh, and I have Plinko at number nine on my list. Because I knew it would jump to number one if you didn't take it first, but I knew you were going to take it. How do you not take Plinko as the number one game? Well, let me ask you this: if you were on, if you were playing Plinko, would you set the when you get the chip? Which I've always wondered how heavy the chip is. Would you go just like one peg to the left, or would you go two pegs left, or two pegs right, one peg right? Like, how are you dropping it in? What's so, your strategy? So, what uh, as doing my research for this? I did see the one guy that got fifty grand, all five yeah, in the ten thousand. He was two He's pegs. A he was two pegs to the left. So how? Would you, and, and, so do they ever change the, the board? Same one though. No, the board is the board. That, that board's it's the been same board, forever. right? So why wouldn't you always do two pegs to the left? Because that, if you think of how random, randomness works, that route has now been taken over. Right? It'd be like you can't go the same route every time. See what I'm saying? Like it's a it's so random that I don't think I think the odds of that route working again that way are astronomical. It worked five times in a row. Right? I'm someone though that's like, okay, the next two times it wouldn't have worked. You'd have got zero. <laughs> hey man, that's why I'm I'm good at betting because I I know how to get off trends, and I don't think a trend is something where you can be like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep just going to the wishing well. Like you, you got to get that, out of the wishing. Well. You think the physical 
attributes that made a Plinko chip bounce a certain way when it was shown and executed five times in a row it worked that way you think the sixth time it absolutely wouldn't work because that's a trend because I here's some things I would think every Plinko chip has got to be different so they're mm. not like unified like how a football is right. um, I think the more and more Plinko money you make the more and more nervous you probably get so that's some handshake so I'd rather get into another area and give that a run <laughs> and I just truly think the Plinko board is a, a live being and it's like not in my house. Like the Plinko board gave some that day cause it was an off day, but I think the Plinko board, uh, it knows what's it's alive. Well, I, I was going to say if you didn't pick Plinko as number one, there's a probably tremendous chance that you don't deserve to win this draft, right? That would be like saying, I'm going to take Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan. And you wonder why the Portland trailblazers have never, been successful in the last 35 years 40 years right so it's a, it's a, it's a good got, start yeah has to so because drinko by the way drinko if you ever see a drinko the uh, big board uh-huh. at, a, uh, at college oh you got to play it drinko is it's just so exciting to watch someone play drinko and know that like they're probably going to land in the three beer spot and have to pound three beers but it's plinko like you have to play it. have you ever seen i saw this guy built this thing and he used nails and a board and it's like drinko but at the bottom you use your beer cap and you put it on the top and it goes all the way down and it's like shots and beers mixed up. So like there's a little glass and it's got a shot of Jack and there's one that has a shot of fireball. And then there's a shot glass that ha- is empty and that's like a Miller light. So, but it's like uh, it's only about yay big. And up at the top, there was a bottle opener and you actually used it, opened your bottle and then the bottle cap fell down the thing and went, huh. that was really cool. I was like, what a great idea. I think a really good idea would be a restaurant called Plinko. <laughs> Where you like drop the plinko trip in a uh, chip in, and that's how like your dinner's picked. Don't be like all of our all of our meals are good. Ah, liver and onions. <laughs> no, all everything we have is amazing. Come out the plinkos. Come out the plinkos. All righty. Yeah. So the number two pick, and I think this is kind of obvious. I don't know. Maybe it's just so obvious to me because I knew I was certain plinko's going to get picked. Number two to me is cliffhanger. I love the wow. yodeling dude. I love that guy. So, so I gave a presentation to my company, and the guy that I used in the presentation was the yodeler. Uh, <laughs> the yodeler, I really want to own one. I really like the yodeler so much. It's so classic. Well, you the know music is just, oh, electric. And I love the game. I love the idea that it's three challenges, right? So you got to get within a certain dollar amount. Prices, rights, prices are always inflated by 20% because they're in California. Oh, yeah. Right? So, Big time. That's so, you, so important. You got to realize that, right? That The 1999 yeah. toaster that you would get in Ohio is $26 on prices, right? So you gotta I don't know. Do you think Amazon's changed that a little bit? I don't know. That's a good call. I haven't really kept up with the prices, right? I've always... I've always thought the price is right to be like, we bought all these items at Sears or back right. in the day. I was like, that's not fair. But if you were like, we bought all this stuff on Amazon, I'd be like, awesome. Amazon should get on that. Well, it's because like the cars, they always had to California admissions and all this kind of stuff. And I always thought, why yeah. do I want all that stuff if I'm in Ohio or in Illinois? But yeah, so yeah, so my number two, my, my number one pick would be cliffhangers. All right, I'm totally in with that. All righty. Uh, my number two is super easy. It's on twice. It's the wheel, the big wheel. Uh, it It's a game. There's no way around it. You can't say that's not a game on there. Uh, to spit, I said when they shut down the prices right, this, I couldn't give this away. They should have taken the wheel around the nation so everybody could just spin the big wheel one time and try to get a dollar. I, I know it would drive me. I would spend if it was like five dollars to spend. I would spend a lot of money to try to get that to land on a dollar because I know how my mind works. So they could actually make a lot of money on the big wheel. So you can't. I, right now, I mean, those are two scary picks. I can't believe. You took cliffhanger before you took the wheel. I don't. So here it is. As you look up on the official prices, right? Page under games, the wheel is not listed. I don't care. And, and no, and listen, I understand. We said it's all fair and love and prices right here. And I, I, but honestly, for just the sake of what the wheel is, it's a pretty good game. It's, it's probably in the top 20 of the games that are out there, but just for the sake of what it is, it's not that exciting to me. Hey, <laughs> wait spin. a minute. Wait, hold on. The fact that an old person might try to spin a wheel and fall, like the the outtakes of that is hilarious. And 
It's it's when Bob and whoever the new host is is trying to talk to him and ask him questions, and he's like, "Right." So, what part of Illinois are you from? And they're like, "Spaghetti." Like they don't, <laughs> they can't, because they're like looking at the crowd. They're like so excited, and it seems like the wheel is kind of like off to the left of the stage. Uh huh. So the wheel like really isn't in an area that's conducive to looking at the crowd. I think I'm not too sure on that. And then I always liked when Bob would help them spin because they were too old to spin. I absolutely positively think the the wheel is great, but all the lead up to the wheel and people coming up to spin, no, they I look agree. in the crowd like they, 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 they like spin a thirty five. Look at the crowd like, should I spin again? It's like, yes, moron! Like, there's oh, I love it. The wheel, no, the I big wheel. You, I think you me. hit a couple big. points too, right? Because to me, it's the most critical part. While the game is important, it's the reactions you get from the people that are playing the game. So for me, any game like when I made my list. If you can't win a car in my particular game, and that's what makes Cliffhanger so unique, right? Cliffhanger is the one game where you can't, you get three crappy prizes, but it's yeah. a great game. But most of my picks, you have an opportunity to win a car because the reactions you get from the people and that buildup of getting that part is just awesome. But some of the other ones where you can win like a PlayStation and a jet ski and a washer dryer, okay gains but they didn't really pull it up high enough for me so that's that's kind of the reasoning behind my number two pick is the hole in one i love the golf shot right i love the fact that you have to get these horrible prizes and the best part of it is when they get three horrible prices correctly and they're five foot from a putt and they miss it by 10 feet that's my favorite thing and just oh and you get these people who are shaking and because I always think about how funny it would be that if you're, you know, you're putting for $2 million on the PGA Tour, right, on a putt, and you've got this five-foot putt. These poor folks are up there putting for, you know, uh, a $40,000 hundy, you know, and they're five feet away, and they shank it by freaking 90 feet. I love it. It makes me laugh so hard. So that's my number two pick, hole-in-one. Are you kidding me? Nope. You pick it, and you don't, you don't even bring up the best part of hole-in-one. What's the best part? Are you kidding me? You don't you don't have anything else to add about hole in one. No, go you're ahead. gonna lose the competition on this right here. You have nothing to add. What's the game actually called? It's called hole in one. And then the if you miss the putt, the board spins and it's a hole in two. Oh, yeah. you get yeah. to you get a second shot. Right, right. That's why it's the best part is because the old people who missed are like. Fuck, man, I know I got another chance. Like, I'm back in the game, and there's no suspense to it at all. But the crowd goes wild like it might not happen. I always said that they should interchange it every once in a while. And not have that so second it, shot. Yeah, now, sometimes it Jared, doesn't happen. And you might be too young, because there was never a second shot when I watched it with Bob Barker. Oh, yes, there was. No, I don't remember it at all. all oh, what I do crazy. remember always is that Bob would always start from the farthest line back and hit the putt like 90% of the time, right? He would get oh, up there yeah. and show him how it was done. Does Drew do that? I don't know. Like, does he do a putt? Stop using that. The guy who hosts now, I don't know what he does on the show because I refuse to watch because it's trash. So, Okay. All right. Yeah, What's your number that. three pick? Uh, so this this is going to be where I get into – I could get yelled at from the everybody listening. Uh. I think overall it is what the price is right is about. It's contestants row. There is nothing. There is no game better than somebody betting on like an elliptical and somebody's like 1100 Bob or yeah, Bob said it right. Then someone's just like 26,000 Bob. You're like, <laughs> how, how'd that person get involved? Then someone's just like, uh, I don't know, like 1100 too. So they, they're just off by a hundred. And then the crowd just sets in for the dollar. Right. By the way, why do you say a dollar? Say $5. Say $69. Say $420. There's so many other things you can say. And it's just such a, an unequivocal thing that they say a dollar, but the crowd goes crazy. And when they call your name, the madness that yeah. make coming down to the stage, I mean, there are some – I've seen people roll barrel roll down. I've seen people that can't find the contestants row. They've never changed the graphic too. No. So important right. for me. The gra the numbers still come up all goofy. I don't even know what kind of lights those are. Yeah. Those lights have never been used in any other area except for the price. There's bulbs that somebody's having to unscrew and screw in on those signs. 
I'll never forget. I was watching the show and a guy got on contestants row and he said 420 all six times and didn't get on. Right. And he was like, Bob, I'm just going to stick with it. 420. And, the, and there was a few people in the crowd like, yeah. I'm yeah. like, this is fucking hilarious. And then he, he just said missed it by once because one of the deals was like 400. You remember that? No, he, no. One time he said 420 and the guy next to him was like 421 and it'd be like $700. That's what it was. But it was like, yeah. it was like oh, he got beat by it. So uh, do you have any problem with me can picking contestants row no in the tradition that you're always going to try to find that edge of the game and take the rules slightly outside of its bounds no because i i do find it's one of the more enjoyable parts of the thing but i wouldn't call it it would be hard to find or specifically say that game is called contestants row Uh, it's called contestants row come on down to contestants row Sure, but that's not, it's a bid game or something like that. So, but it, the contestants row, but that's fine. I'll give it to you. And I think we'll let the people decide if they. Well, bidding is like, it, you can't even play all the main games. I think that, I mean, clearly it's the most important game of, on the entire game. Clearly, you got to win it so you can go to the next step. But it's one yeah. of the few games that you get to play multiple times. Oh, yeah. You, you got to get off the. You, you got to theoretically get off the play it, what, five times? No, a guy played it six times. Yeah, six the times. guy that said 420 played it six no, times. No, I'm just saying you, you could theoretically play it five times before you could go on stage. You could play it oh, six yeah, times and sure. never make it on stage. So, yeah. all right. Uh, by the way, if and here's the other thing: if you stay on contestants row and never get off, they give you like some soap. <laughs> He's always like, because he'd always be like, "Hey, Rod, tell the contestants on contestants row what they got," and he'd be like. And he'd be like, you got some zest soap and some Reese bars. And they'd be like, all right. And they'd wave. So they got the wave of their families. <laughs> all right. My oh, number three pick. Hmm. <sighs> this is a game I've only seen like once or twice. But I loved it every time I've seen it. And it's Rat Race. The Rat yes. Race. Okay. I'm a Rat Race guy. Okay. I, I liked it. It's because uh, it, it's the normal premise, right? Three products, go get within a certain dollar amount. If you're within a certain dollar amount, you get to pick a rat, a colored rat. You get three of those. There's five rats on the table. If you finish first, you get the big prize, which is typically a car. And then second is like iPads. And third is like a chair or something like that, right? So you get those. You get three rats to pick it. My favorite one, of course, is when they go through and they get only one rat because they can't get close. And that one rat yeah. wins. Cause that's super yeah, that's exciting huge. then. Yeah. That's so, huge. Yeah. So that's really cool. So I like that game a lot. I like the fact that it's, it's a uh, complete luck game. Like I just, I I'm sure. Cause I would think you'd always take the inside lane, right. To get it that one. But the way that S curve works, your inside lane, if you're winning early, doesn't mean you're winning at the end. Uh, but I think, I think that's a great game. I think it's a newer one of the games too. That's been out. There. What makes re what makes the rats move? They wind them up and they have little motors inside, just like the old fashioned ones. And then they take off. They have like a, a thing holding them closed. And when the one of Barker's beauties opens the gates, they take off. Seems very like you could fix that shit for sure. Hey, can I ask you something? And I know I'm maybe too old and I haven't watched the prices right in a while. When I was doing some of my research, looking at clips, there's dudes now that give out prizes. They're not just girls. When did that Those start aren't, happening? They're not dudes. They're guys. Uh huh. Because they're not guys being dudes. No. Uh, once again, Jason, I watched Bob Barker's last episode and I shut the door. Did you know I, that? I mean, did you know there's dudes now that hand out prizes? No. Yeah. Freaked me out. I go, whoa, 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 whoa. Because I, I assume they're no longer Barker's beauties, but are these Drew's dudes or, or, or what? By the way, well, something we can't pick on this game, but a good game is Barker's beauties. Cause oh, yeah. Barker, <laughs> Barker did some. You should do some research, guys, on Bob Barker and some of the lawsuits he had back in the 80s. So, oh, yeah. Uh, he yeah. should have been spayed and neutered. <laughs> uh, yeah, he he had a good time. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my number four pick, uh, I love Lucky Seven. I do too. That's a good pick. Lucky yeah. I like because the board is really big. Uh, for the people out there who don't know it, they give you $7 in your hand. you got to hit a game with $1, and you got to bet every single amount or every single price 
in the actual price of the car. So if it's a $28,000 car, you say two, you don't lose anything. You say seven, you lose a dollar. Um, this game's classic because it's just such a good over-under betting game, and I love that. Like, you always get to the end, and it's like four, nine, and it's like, it's going to be a seven. They think it's going to be a nine, but it's going to be four, nine, seven. So big fan of that one. Yeah, and I like it, again, because it has the car aspect, right? So you, if you do it right, you get to buy the car for a dollar. You know, so that's the whole deal. And what really makes it exciting is I've never seen cars priced like this in my entire life. I mean, it's so funny because it'd be like, you know, $41,384. And you're just like all over the place. So you have to be smart. I think you can't go with the, if you tried to bet five all the way through there, you're screwed. You'll be out in the second round. So, I mean, yeah, it completely screwed you. Yeah. That's a good pick. I like lucky seven. It's on my list. Uh, my number four pick, um, is three strikes. It's the one where the, there's a bag that looks like a baseball and there's the five chips that represent the price of the car and three strikes. So you got to pull, you got to pull the right number and then guess what position that number goes in. And you got to do all that before you pull the three strikes out of the bag. Yeah. So I like it because you got it again. Cars at stake usually. It's usually like a twenty-five to thirty thousand dollar prize. But not only do you have to pull it out, then you also have to figure out where it goes in position. So I like that game. That's a good one. So my last pick, I've got one that isn't a game. You can't win anything. You can, but it's not really. It's just my favorite part. Yelling numbers. Now, this is not my choice. I'm saying I'm taking this one out, but I want to use it. I know I can't. But I just want to take a segment of people yelling numbers. What people don't understand is the price is right doesn't look like what you see on TV. The price is right when you're on it. You're looking at the crowd. You're not looking at the Plinko board. And the crowd just has like 27 to 30 cameras and just people going, eight, eight, seven, five. Like it has got to be the most you have to freeze. Like, I don't know how you get comfortable in that moment. And I just love when someone takes a minute and a half and they are just staring in the crowd like they're looking for this one person who's magically going to know that the number's eight or that they should go higher or lower. And I just love how, in in my mind, they just pick a random person they see in the crowd and they're like, that person looks like they know know what they're talking about. I'm going to take seven. So I think there is a, a real, real game and an art to people and how they yell out their numbers in the crowd. And I always like seeing the family react when they lose. But my last game, um, just a classic one for me. I always liked it. Punch a bunch. Yeah, I've got that too. So you, yep, so you win the prize, you right. walk up, you punch, you get boom, boom, you get in there. You can win up to $25,000 on there. Yeah. Um, for me, I want the 25000 instead of the car. So punch a bunch, I got that. That's the how I'm rounding it out. Nice. I always like punch a bunch. I like it when the old people get up there and they have to kind of push their hand through. They don't really do the punch or you get the over aggressive guy that goes in and, and punches and miss hits the thing and hits his hand oh, yeah. on the side. That's always comical. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's a good call. That's on Thanks. my list. Here you go. So my final pick, since you took uh, a couple of my picks, my final pick is Pathfinder. Oh, good one. That's, See, where, that's on my list. Yeah. That's where number stand, seven. Yeah, yeah. Where you're standing on the, the, the uh, big play board and it's got numbers and you got to figure out the right price and you have to walk the right path in order to highlight. And if not, you get stuck on an Island and you get eliminated. So you have to kind of walk correct price guess again, car at stake typically in pathfinder, which is another reason that makes it exciting. So when they finally figured out and they're down to that one last one, right? They, they made it all the way and they have three steps that they have to do. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. I like that. So I like that one. That's nice. good. All righty. So let me just run down again. Um, so I have uh, your picks as Plinko, The Big Will, Contestant Row, Lucky Seven, and Punch a Bunch. And mine is Cliffhanger, Hole in One, Rat Race, Three Strikes, and Pathfinder. It'll be interesting to see what everybody thinks. Yeah. I think this is a this is an interesting look because I really hadn't seen anything of Prices Right in probably ten years. So don't know what you're talking about. 
Yeah, I wonder how many people, because I started thinking of other games because I started doing this and just looking at things and started looking at, there might be a draft for top 10 or top five game shows uh, in general, not just the games of Price is Right, but there's I a, can't, I can't do that. I know you'd have Wheel of Fortune five times, but. <laughs> no, you're, you're out here thinking The Apprentice is a game show. I'm not playing, I'm not playing that game with you. You got some wacky idea that like, oh, no, that's a reality show, man. That's not a game show. Well, if there's a prize at the end, I call it a game show. Don't you so call you think The Big, Bachelor's... Big Brother is a game show? Yeah, it's a game show set in a reality setting. Oh, so now, okay, we're adding some wor- some verbiage. That's okay. But that the end, anytime me. that you compete in anything and you get a prize, that's a game show. Just how so the con- game is. Just like Contestants be... Row is a game. Sure. Makes total sense. And, and we allowed okay. that. I said, listen, that's fine. You can bring that in. So... I, I'm pretty consistent in what I qualify, but to me is, you know, that's the way it looks. So, but yeah, that's so a six I think, game. That's a six podcast suspension from Goodell. I just gave you. So, <laughs> well, I think, I think what's interesting about this is, and we had this conversation a little earlier, this was a good draft and I'm looking forward to the next couple drafts that we're doing. I think it gives us some time to really study and really come up with, because before, let's admit it, we just kind of winged it. We said, here's a topic and just grab them. But now yeah. I think we're getting a little more precise in our picks. Yeah. And so, Let's go ahead and announce them. Let's let them know what we're doing here. Okay. So episode nine, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to do the, uh, the dude's guide to Ohio State football this year. Um, we're going to kind of go over what's going on with the team, um, our thoughts on the team, uh, where we have in finishing, just some different concepts of what we like and what we don't like. Um, you know, I'm out there every day breaking down tape on them. You know, I, I really, I'm, I'm all over this team. Um, in that podcast, which will be our next podcast, we're also going to have our top five OSU football players, which should be very controversial because I know mine are going to be off the beaten path a little bit. Can I clarify um, something here real quick? Are, are coaches going to be in this or just strictly players? No, just players. Okay. It's got to be strictly players. Okay. So, um, well, I didn't want to walk in and you all suddenly have two big name coaches on there. They're just going to make, no, me... okay. no, no, right. no. In that same episode, we will go ahead and break down the first game of the year for Ohio state. We'll look at the Indiana game um, because episode 10, which will be taking place in Las Vegas live all weekend. You have to look at our Facebook. We're going to be doing some fun stuff on there. Um, we are going to have the top five wrestler list. Finally. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is me and Jason. We wrestling is just something we love. Um, I think my list will be 35 deep. Um, <laughs> once again, off the beaten path kind of things could happen. Um, but we're going to finally have our wrestling list on episode 10 when we are dipping. So I actually could puke, pass out during the draft and not win. That's completely in play. I, I have this sneaking suspicion that our list, while we both appreciate what wrestling is, I think our lists are going to be very different so I'm not too worried about protecting any picks except for one, maybe two picks I'm a little worried about. And if I just have done the math correctly, it appears at this rate that you would get first pick. But I think as a gentleman, we should do a coin flip live to determine who gets the first pick. I'm fine with that. Okay, cool. That doesn't bother me at all. It's, all right. it's Vegas. Anything's up for – everything's got a price in Vegas. So that's that, fine with me. That's perfect. So next week we're going to do – Top five Ohio State football players. And we're going to run down the rest of the season, talk about the Indiana game, talk about the upcoming Oklahoma game, uh, and kind of give some early picks on that. Yeah. All right, cool. Sounds good. You know what time that brings us to, though, now? Wah, 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 wah! It's a two-minute warning. It is Big Brother two minutes. Jason, are you ready? I'm going to actually let you begin today. So I will give you the countdown in three, two, one. Holy God. Finally, the couple is broke up. Jessica's out the door. Jason, I am so excited to see how this house unfolds now. Finally, they can look at some other people as villains. Um, Kevin played his cards all wrong. There's just so many possibilities now. And I'm sure it's going to be showman's after showman's going out now. But aren't you glad finally that there's some, like, it was a great two weeks, but now we can move on from what was Jody. Yeah, because I don't know how you would have continued keeping Jody alive without some serious manipulation by CBS, right? So, I, like, 
I was happy that they were able to use the ring of denial or whatever that was that Christmas had that prevented that. The look on Cody's face was pretty priceless. Oh, it's so good. His stone look. But yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting coming forward. Does Cody survive a week? Do they say, hey, does somebody try to, you know, as they say, weaponize him and bring him over? Because I think Kevin had a really good idea, but he should have kept his mouth shut and just not done that whole branch of trying to get Cody on their side. But Alex has the power now. I think Alex, this is her second head of household, by the way, building a good case for being a top three contestant. Um, she should, or she wants to put Cody on her resume. So when she's like, hey, by the way, I'm the one who got Cody out. Um, it sounds stupid that you'd want that on your resume, but it is something you could bring up. Hey, on mine, that's who I got out. So uh, since she's linked with Jason, who do you think she, who do you think goes on the block here? I think it's pretty simple that they're going to put uh, Mark and... Um boy, whatever her name is. That's how much I've forgot about it. Mark and Elena are going to be Elena. put up. Yeah, I think that's it. And that way they can backdoor Cody. If they still want to get him out, it's not a big threat on her term. That way she can get Cody if there's an easy way to get him. I do think that Denna temptation, Cody should drop automatically. So on purpose. To, yeah, yeah, so he can play in the veto. And what that allows us is to end our two minutes on that note. Elena's boobs. <laughs> All righty, two minutes of Big Brother. I, I, you know, I think we could have probably talked 20 minutes of Big Brother because there was so much action in the last week on it. But Wild week. Wild, wild week. week. Awesome week. But So that kind of brings us to a net worth question today. Um, this is how we're going to wrap it up today. Okay. This one's, this one's pretty easy, guys. Uh, I, I iconic for me. You, iconic for you, Jason? Uh, not iconic, but I, I enjoy all of his work. Some of the funniest laughing you've ever seen on TV. Would you put it that like some of the stuff where it's like, uh, I mean, and the movie and when they would run seven in a row, when they would just be like, Hey, we're going to have a marathon. I mean, these are some of the funniest things of all time. You were going to say the movies. Yeah. And and the movies, I mean, the grandpa movie literally, I I mean, I had tears in the theater watching it when he shit his pants in the restaurant. (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, net worth game, Johnny Knoxville. Oh boy. So, Going I mean, into this, we've got a lot of questions about w- what he owns and what he doesn't own. Um, Jason, what are you feeling that he does and does not own? I think the later movies, right? So I, I think early on episodes of Jackass on TV, there was no ownership. So I don't think they're getting he's getting a huge return on the dollars of those replays over and over. My guess is by the time they did the Jackass movie, I think he got, uh, my guess is he probably got like an editor's credit or a producer credit there, but I don't think he owned it. But I do think some of the newer movies and that kind of stuff that I, I think, then he write the grandpa one, bad grandpa or whatever this. Yeah, that's all his. That's I think his. he wrote it. I think he. But it was through MTV films. So. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I mean, he gets, you know, every time I'm sure he's getting a cut of the action there, right? He's not just paid a salary as the actor. Yeah, that would be my guess. Uh, so I I need to uh, I don't have anything to write down with. So I'm just going to put it on my computer. So you'll just have to trust me on this. Uh, okay. I've got my guess written down. I am ready to go whenever you are, brother. Like I said, I'm just putting the idea that like you're saying later on, he had more ownership in a product and that. I once again, I think he's a, I think he's an executive producer of everything that happened from the very beginning. Um, I don't know what he owns on the side. That's what bothers me. He seems like a guy who probably has his hands in a lot of stuff because he's pretty connected. But I'm making my guess just just off the premise that his MTV is clearly going to be his biggest biggest money maker, and he doesn't own everything. Okay, so uh, I'll let you go ahead. All right, so uh, I would like to bid sixty nine dollars. <laughs> I am going for the low. I'm going on the low side saying that you're going to be over. Okay. Well, that that was probably a good move because I'll, I'll keep my word and tell you exactly what I had written down. I wrote down $169 million. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. You, no, no. I Honestly, I would have had him at like, uh, if I would have gone seriously, I'd have had him like $12 million. Yeah. Yeah, I thought. Want, wait. Whoa, I can't believe you thought that. Yeah. No, I, I think it's it's probably I was gonna do sixteen point nine million, but I was waiting for you to do six point nine million. So Jesus. so I figured I'll just go up to a bigger number. 
So I'm I'm pretty certain that you're gonna win this one in a landslide. Oh, it's over. <laughs> we can just go ahead and go ahead and play the music. I'm Cue going, us out. I'm going through. I'll do the search now. Let's see. Celebrity net worth. Why did it put that? That's interesting. I think I've spelled his name correctly. Let's see. Oh, I hate Johns with H's and N's yeah, and all that. No, I don't. Uh, it's not nice. taking that one. Is there two N's maybe? Yeah. How in the hell doesn't this autocorrect? What, what kind of Google you got over there? Oh my God. I'm so much closer than I would have even guessed. 88? 75. Woo! Back I should have taken my 69 million. Hey, I was off by a cool 75 million, but I'll <laughs> tell you what. I'm back on the, I'm on a run now, man. Watch out. I was closer actually, but I went over. So that broke the rules. You but, just keep, hey man. 75 million. Good for Johnny Knoxville. I'm just trying to see what it says here. Uh, deals made uh, with the that's entrepreneur incredible. and show. Oh, so he owned it from the beginning. That's incredible. Congratulations, Johnny Knoxville. Although, <laughs> man, he's really got to be sore every day. Let's just be honest. So I'm wondering not- what, uh, uh, what's his name? Steve, Steve O's worth. Steve Yeah. Like two million, two million. That dude fucking lost it all. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't own anything, Do right? Do you know Steve O's <laughs> real name? Yeah. Steve O. That's just, I get, at this point he's had to have changed his name. He can't act like, he, oh, I'd bother me if his license didn't say Steve O. Like you just got to go name change that. It's funny. It's officially you have to use Steve hyphen O to pull his up. Exactly. So what is it? How much? Um, uh, Steve O's net worth? 2.5. Oh, boom. I said two. 2.5. I'm telling you, the run is on now. I think I can do this. Nice. Nice. You know uh, Bam Margera's net worth? No. Alcoholic. Alcoholic. Drug using alcoholic, that's a zero. That's going to be a you zero. You think? Don't even, don't yeah. even bother looking up. Uh, so no, he's that... got to have It's got to be like a million. Although he did have his show. No, they didn't make enough episodes, though. So and give me your guess. Because of, uh, $1 million. $50 million. Oh, skateboard deals and stuff like Boom. that. Yep. Oh, well, I didn't think of that side. Yeah, so the streak just ended. Hey, just that quick, you get so hot, and then you get cold just like that. I would have talked myself into it later on. Uh, by the way, rest in peace, Don Vito. Ooh. Don Vito. Just I don't know if he's actually dead or not, but Don Vito was a classic uh, ESPN character that got taken off because he may have gone down the Zeke Elliott way. So. Yeah. Do you know what his net worth is? Don Vito, Vito? Majero? Yeah. He's dead, right? Uh, uh, he passed away November say- 15th, 2015. His net worth half a, half a million dollars, thirty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get put on the internet for that? Celebrity net worth, <laughs> Don Vito Majera. And this picture they have of him is just classic. <laughs> oh, his eye is always going. But it always says it has like a like a percentage of like could be like three to ten percent off. No, that's a big difference when it comes to thirty thousand dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. He could be off by two hundred and seventy-five dollars. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the stuff they did to Don Vito. Oh man, the way Bam treated his whole family—that is some of the most incredible stuff. I mean. When he ironed all the uh, iron-on hamburgers onto Phil's clothes, his dad, right. and his dad wore them around for the next three seasons of the show, that's just remarkable. Absolutely love that show. Convicted sex offender sentenced for 10 years in 2007, and he died in 2015. Wow. So Don Vita. May not always want to be on the celebrity net worth list is the lesson for today. All right, so as we wrap up this uh, episode, I just want to say, make sure you get a chance to go out to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash two guys being dudes. We'll post the list there. We are recording this on a Saturday, so we'll post this up on Saturday. The draft list will be posted on Sunday so you can get your votes in. Lots of good feedback lately. I'm really kind of liking this and seeing what other people have. So this, give us your opinion if you also think some of Jared's games are actual games. I'm interested to see that. And also be prepared for next week. Uh, And then the countdown is on, Jared. We're two episodes away. 
So nine is going to be a fun Ohio State episode, and then ten is the dip in the desert. And I mean, like we've just gone over the calendar coming up. I fly out to Charlotte Sunday. I drive from Charlotte to West Virginia. Uh, I'm back in Cincinnati the next week. Then we do Vegas. It is a complete mess. But two guys being dudes, uh, or giving the OSU season a look is going to be amazing. And the, the Vegas is just going to be lit. That episode's can't miss. It's going to be so stupid that you can't miss it. And I'll just end it on this. Last night, while I was out to dinner with a wife, I got an email from the MGM just confirming our rooms. Uh, and it so happens that my room was upgraded to a penthouse. Oh! oh! Are you sitting me? <laughs> nope. <laughs> just got it. I sent the text to Mr. Dr. Mim, and he's like, boom. I was like, I know. I was like, I'll wait and tell Jared on the cast. So, oh, uh, man. So I don't oh, know what that shit. means, but it says we've been upgraded, and I have no idea why. So they must have heard two that guys means- being dudes were going to be filming live in Vegas. Well, that's amazing. That means there's going to be we're going to be with some uh, ballers. You some, got it. You know, some ballers up there. So, oh shit, let's go, baby. Connor McGregor's back. He actually did knock that guy out. It's go time, man. I can't wait for this trip. I can't lie to you. Yeah, looking forward to it. So it was awesome doing the cast again today, and look forward to catching up with you guys all next week. Take care. Follow us on Twitter at Two Guys Being Dudes, at JBCam, III, and at JFrost. Follow on Instagram at Two Guys Being Dudes. Visit us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Two Guys Being Dudes. And on the web at www.twoguysbeingdudes.com.